0: kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply yes yes welcome into the tim mckernan show on the inside stl podcast network i'm your host timothy michael mckernan alongside the great gangster pete and lurking from his bed in maryland heights as he is ill this week iggy and iggy is the gentleman who per my request booked our guest this week who is presented by mark Hanna of evergreen wealth strategies anthony bartlett now and which was a great compliment that uh, Anthony paid us when he came in. Um, We have had, for the most part, in the two-plus years of this podcast, I guess 25 months of this podcast, names as guests who immediately when I say them, you know who they are, which is a compliment to the people who have produced this because the guest list, especially considering it's every week, uh, has been incredible. In Anthony's case... Anthony said, my God, when I was asked to come on the show, I was honored because the guest list has just been incredible. I'm looking at the names and, uh, and and I don't feel like I necessarily fit in with when you're talking about U.S. senators or Hall of Famers or media personalities who everybody in the area knows. But Anthony, Anthony Bartlett, um, is a guest who I, when when I read what he wrote in St. Louis magazine, um, I, that's when I texted, emailed, whatever, reached out, as Iggy would say, to Iggy. And I said, let's get this guy in because this is, this is perfect. Um, so you're asking, who is he? If you did not read the St. Louis Magazine column dated October 22nd, 2019, then you may be unfamiliar. Uh, Anthony started a company called uh, St. Louis Transplants. He is the founder of St. Louis Transplants. And the nutshell version, which, of course, you will hear him go into more detail in, is he recognized that St. Louis— has a lot to offer, but oftentimes because so many people who live here are from here, kind of an inverse percentage versus big cities on the coast where 30% are natives and 70% are transplants. St. Louis is 70% natives, 30% transplants, uh, that St. Louis would lose a lot of people who would move here because they found it to be a tough nut to crack. Or when companies wanted to move here, they found there to be a great deal of resistance from people who did not want to move to St. Louis. Um, and also something we eventually got into, which is not mentioned in the column, but I something that I have personally observed, and Anthony made reference to it as well when we were talking about it, that oftentimes St. Louis has lost and continues to lose, uh, not everybody, of course, but a lot of our best and brightest, that St. Louis kind of serves as a AAA farm team for Chicago or New York or LA or Dallas or Denver, Boston, Nashville, whatever. Um, and so we talked about the cause and effect, what he does, and we both get into uh, you know uh, uh, something that I've expressed, and if you've listened to me on TMA or on this podcast before, what I have said, which is I would buy stock in St. Louis right now because um, a lot of people would go, I would never buy stock in St. Louis right now. So part of its game theory, another part of it is the value at this moment is low, but the implied value is the great uh, great potential with a high ceiling. And this is the time to get it. And Anthony gives his reasoning for that and what he sees as going on. So I recognize when you're used to tuning in and you hear, take your pick of whatever, you know, name that to a St. Louisan, you recognize immediately. You go, I don't recognize Anthony Barlow. I understand that. But I found now, like with uh, Pete being a big Joe Rogan fan, uh, sometimes there'll be these podcasts where you're like, I don't recognize the name. And then they wind up being the ones that absolutely captivate you more so than uh, somebody, Although I don't feel like we've necessarily had much of that in two years we've we've had this thing going. Uh, this is a conversation that uh, I could have done for two hours and we wound up going like 35-40 minutes just because I thought Larry Nickel had to interview a tag team wrestling tandem. Uh, and so I wanted to get out of the studio. I'm not making that up. How can I make that up? So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, here is Anthony Bartlett, founder of St. Louis Transplants. Anthony, thank you so much for coming in, man. This is a a pleasure.
1: Thanks for having me. Appreciate
0: it. the uh, The story that you wrote, the column you wrote in St. Louis Magazine, um, I would imagine you've gotten a hell of a lot of feedback on it.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been a wild ride since last week. Yeah. So, 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 so Janine Cooperman and STL Mag mm-hmm. did the interview, and then she uh, she put it out and. Um, and it's interesting, this year, people people really heard it. Yeah. yeah, so
0: the background on why you
1: started what you
0: started is what? You
1: know, it was tough watching a lot of really talented, amazing, out-of-town talent come to St. Louis. They would stay here for a little while, and then they would leave. Uh, so as I moved back from D.C. in 2003, uh, I, would, I would get to know a lot of folks at WashU, a lot of executives, a lot of people coming in to work at the hospitals, the companies, and... I just really found that if they didn't have an entree or a local that really kind of helped guided them through the social scene of St. Louis that didn't help integrate them into the community, uh, their experience was completely different and they would come for a short time and then they would turn over. And so sort of the pain of losing all of those mm-hmm. people uh was was a big part was a big impetus in, in starting the company
0: so the company you started is called
1: st louis transplants and you did so yeah. nearly a decade not organs or limbs but yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah we want we yeah. <laughs> to clarify anthony's not running a rogue <laughs> morgue uh st louis transplants which you started in 2010.
1: yep so what we started to do is we just started to host a lot of uh, transplants in various parts of the city and the idea was no one w- no one was going to talk about high school and then over the court, we would take them to a different part of town. We would fill the room with either really kind of cool seasoned locals or uh, seasoned transplants or locals that were open to uh, meeting people, meeting new people. And we weren't going to, you know, it wasn't going to be to sell anything. It wasn't business networking. It wasn't going to be for a specific cause. It was literally your only job there was to show up meet someone, make a plan, and then the idea being that, that 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 those one or two people that they might meet would turn into a friendship mm-hmm. and then that friendship would help make St. Louis a little bit stickier. Uh it was as people started to come to those uh come to those events that people from various companies would say, "Listen, I just lost my COO. I just lost my chief of medicine or we have a candidate that we really wanna hire and they're really interested in our company, but they're just completely unsure about St. Louis. Or they St. Louis is an obstacle. So the, really the, the, the business model became, we went to work directly for talent acquisition departments mm-hmm. or HR departments or, or uh, home office recruiters at these companies here in town or hospitals or institutions that had candidates who were thinking about taking a job but they again were unsure about what their life would be like in st louis so they they contract us to essentially bring them across the line to help them overcome a lot of issues and concerns that from an hr perspective they can't address and that really a lot of people in the relocation world can't address either be it realtors or headhunters or various various pieces of the whole global mobility industry um, they really need a, a local, on-the-ground, in-person who can really talk to them about culture, community, give them a real day-in-the-life experience of St. Louis. So the feedback is is fascinating. We're, we're meeting people before they ever get here. Uh, so we're getting their viewpoint from afar, and we're seeing, you know, what what's in the... So they're going to have questions about crime, weather, metrics, all of those things. Um, and then we're seeing... Uh, We're talking to them right when they arrive. So we're getting that first impression. So our company is picking them up right at the airport Mm -hmm. or we're, we're picking them up at the hotel right after they arrive and their family members, sometimes, you know, significant other kids, everybody. And then we're also talking to them a year later, you know, 18 months later. And we're getting a lot of feedback about what their whole St. Louis experience is. And I think it makes us privy to... Uh, some interesting things that, you know, that, that that the article was about. One thing that's a little bit different is we're confidential. So I actually don't report back to uh, the companies that are hiring them, even though we'll say, you know, ABC company hired us to help you acclimate. But our conversation is private and stays between us. So I think they really tell us a lot of things yeah. that they wouldn't otherwise say probably to somebody that they're interviewing with uh, and again just a lot of a lot of interesting factors there so I'm anxious to hear this I can't wait to hear this so from a yeah. broad
0: standpoint because we're not of course gonna be able to go into specifics but from a broad standpoint the first impression you get when you're hearing from people who have never been here before certainly never lived here at the very least right their impressions from afar of St. Louis let's start there
1: sure where are they what are they saying They're they're afraid and they've been afraid for years. This was even before, prior to a lot of the, you know, a lot of the national events that occurred. Uh, you know, really Google is the front line. And St. Louis is, because of the metrics, the way that they're separated, you know, there aren't, St. Louis is on a list for among the most dangerous cities in the world. Uh, you know, and I noticed as I would pick people up at the airport, they were calling home uh, to say, you know, honey, I'm okay I'm all right. And I I just thought, oh, landed. But no, they were really calling their parents or or whatever it might be to say, you know, I'm safe for the moment. (laughs) Um, moment. You know, so I don't think people really understand uh, when somebody says, you know, hey, Tim, you know, you're in Atlanta or you're in you know, you're in Amsterdam or you're wherever you are, Brazil, Germany, Israel, um, you know, what they do is they say, honey, I have a job offer at this, at this institution in, in a place called St. Louis. Well, what does that person do? They, they open up the laptop, they start Googling, and what they see is a, is a proverbial horror show. Mm-hmm. So how can we kind of address that and help them even just get on the plane in the first place? You know, what a lot of people don't know about, you know, what I do is about 70% of the people I work with aren't even here yet. And so, what we're trying to do is help them, you know, really address those things, not not in a defensive manner, but just say, "Listen, we understand what's going through your head right now. Um, this is the way St. Louis is structured politically, uh, and and this is why, you know, why the factors are what they are. Uh, and then and then to really kind of get them on that plane, and then with you know, help them hit the ground running, and then really see." Uh, really see it once they arrive. And they're often very, very confused because when they do get here, they're going, wow, it's so safe. It's so beautiful. It's so manicured. Why do you let the reputation <laughs> stay so so negative? Um, and, you know, so I sort of took a different approach in that a lot of uh, locals get very upset with the with the out-of-towners saying, you know, they should know more. They should know about the free zoo, and they should know how great it is. And it's just, that, you know, that's not their fault. Yeah, That's our fault. Um, and I, I think if most St. Louisans really knew how bad that perception was, instead of sort of attacking the media, and, and you know, and listen, not, not that that isn't a factor, of course it is, but I think if most St. Louisans really knew the number of people who don't even get on the plane and consider us, who even give us a shot, they they would be hysterical. I mean, if I stood outside this business at five ninety and I and I held a sign that said, you know, murder and you, you know this is the you know STDs and the worst, but you know you'd call the cops, you'd have me arrested. And so my argument is, you know, to 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 our city. Why are we letting that happen? I mean, we're, we're, we're jumbo jets and busloads of people are all going to North Carolina and Ohio and, and Colorado and cities that are far, far. I think St. Louis has so much more to offer, um, but they're just they're just not aware of it at all. Ryan Kelly's the home
0: loan expert, and he is the sponsor of our studios here on the Tim McKernan Show. Without him, we don't have a podcast, so make sure you're supporting our sponsor. Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. And with interest rates dropping and this being home buying season, this is a prime time to get in and get yourself a great rate and lock in. Or if you want to refinance, now's the time to do so. Ryan Kelly's the person to do it with. He is online at thehomeloanexpert.com. Ryan Kelly, the studio sponsor of this program. Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. I'm anxious to hear what you have to say, what they say, A year, 18 months in, but in addition to uh, the crime that you talked about as being the big thing, it sounds like you hear about anything else that are negatives in as far as perception, With the people you you speak with before yeah, they come here,
1: sure. I mean, so and, and let me say, there's two camps. There's the camp that's heard something bad, and then there's the camp that just knows absolutely nothing. Say St. Louis may as well be Mars, Right. you know. And I, you know, we pick up people. And they go, well, "I saw trees from the airplane. I thought it was a desert." You know, they just don't. You know, my parents, you know, they're, they're growing up in the East Coast, a lot of them don't know there's an America west of Pennsylvania. Uh, you know, so they had to look it up on a map. Um, but yeah, so as far as that. Um, you know, they they're thinking tornadoes, they're thinking long, brutal winter. I can't tell you. I, I think 9 out of 10 of them don't even bring sunglasses and they can't believe how sunny it is. They can't believe how green it is. They're really shocked by the architecture. They're also really thinking it's a prairie pop-up as in sort of a Legoland looking. They're not planning, they don't think they're landing in a city that's older than, you know, 250 years old. Um, so I always joke around. If Boston and New Orleans had a baby, it would be St. Louis. It's a lot more southern and northeastern. It's a nice play. I like yeah, that. Yeah, than it is eastern or, or northern. Um, so they think because it's in the middle, it's more like you know, it's not the legacy city that it is. Uh, so that so that part's very interesting. So you have the crime, uh, the crime piece. But in addition to the metrics uh, and the crime, the other thing that the the way St. Louis is structured. The metrics also make people think it's teeny tiny, way smaller than it is. Yeah. They're expecting to land in the sixty something, you know, 67 because what they see largest. the three hundred fifty thousand population. Right. So they'll, they'll literally the go, you know, they'll see the stadium, they'll see the hotel, they'll see the air, they'll see the airport, they'll see the office, and they'll go, you know, thanks, I, I saw it. You know, there's nothing else to see. What they don't know is they're in. One of the larger regions in the country, and that we could do what we do for seven straight days and still not see it all. I still learn mm-hmm. driving, you know, do, doing doing community tours all around all the time. Uh, I'm always seeing something new, and so they have no idea how big it is, and, um, and 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 that would make a very big difference if they knew they were moving to a, a much larger, vibrant place um, than they are. I think they think they're really moving to a much more you know, moving to the outback, so yeah. to speak. And, um, and, and they're really not. In a lot of ways, they're actually moving to the front line on some some amazing, global, wonderful issues, be it in their industry or social or, or whatnot. So that's kind of what we, we want them to see as quickly as possible.
0: So a year in, 18 months in. Yeah. How do these perceptions change? How do they stay the same?
1: Well, so in terms of the 18 months, um, <clears throat> it's really... The difference between somebody who found that liaison who opened the doors and the difference between somebody who was on their own, its the, the experience is staggering. So usually what they'll say is, you know, I was having a really tough time uh, my first first couple of months and then I met so-and-so and it all changed. Then I met my, my neighbor came over and introduced me to this church or this bar or this restaurant or this club or this nonprofit board. And when they walk in with that local, uh, St. Louisans are actually incredibly nice. I I haven't met a St. Louisan that doesn't care deeply, one, about this town, two, about growing this town. Um, But what they don't always know is that they really have the power to make a huge difference in just one person. And then that one happy transplant brings their family. And then that family brings more family and friends. And then they start hiring people in their department. And then they start hiring all their old coworkers. And you really see one happy couple turn into 70 jobs in a hospital. You know, it, 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 it goes around in the travel nursing community and the tech community and the uh, in the and and whatever whatever the industry might be. Um, you, you really want a reputation that this is a great place to live. Uh, so, I really do find that in 18 months, um, it's a much better experience if they know somebody and then they're seeing all of the places in St. Louis that are under the radar. And St. Louis is still totally under the radar. All the national apps and the you know, various other things that a lot of people look up, be it sort of the Yelps or the Urban Spoons or, or things like that, um, they don't really necessarily work like they do in other markets. And so, a lot of St. And Louis... why is it? I don't know. St. Louis just... I think St. Louis and... Um, you know that, that that little place in the strip mall that you have no idea is there, and they've driven by it a hundred times. Um, you kind of need a local to walk you into the door and to say, you know, you know, they might drive by the the Village Bar, or Michaels, or you know, whatever it is, and go, you know, I had no idea this place was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've always wondered what it was. Uh, so so there's that piece. The, the 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 negative feedback is after eighteen months um, they'll say, you know friendliest city I ever lived in, but no one wanted to be my friend. So they're really polite, but they're not following up with them. So they'll be very nice to them once, maybe they'll talk to them at the bar, but everyone in St. Louis, you know, being most most of the population being native they have their network they have their friends and their cousins and their uncles and aunts and nieces and nephews and grandparents and friends from high school and so the dance card's full so it's not that they're they're you know i I think they're way nicer than philadelphia or DC or you know some of the other markets um and you knowing sports fans too as well as you do uh (laughs) you know they're very polite but how can we kind of really give folks an experience that, um, they can hit the ground running quickly. I mean, I went down to Nashville, which grew like crazy. Uh, and I was down there granted, granted it was before it was probably 2008 and I was there for a four day weekend and I didn't buy a drink. You know, I had, I still get Christmas cards and things from people from just a, I don't know if it's like that anymore, but that, you know, culture had a culture of hospitality. You know, I, you know, I, Um, And I wasn't, I like St. Louis a lot more, but, you know, it's, I know what you're thinking right now, but you haven't had my grits yet, you know, come on over to, you know, come on over to the house on Sunday and, 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 um, you know, Austin, um, uh, Austin, Atlanta. I mean, those things happen very, very quickly. And these aren't people that I'm buying anything from, you know, these aren't people that are uh, recruiting me for something. These are just these are just neighbors and people in the apartment building and and, and facts like that.
0: Why? Just as a brief uh, detour here. Sure. Why did Atlanta, Austin, Nashville? I think the three
1: most prominent. Portland, yeah. W- yeah, Portland's a nice place Charlotte's too. another yeah. one. Uh, research trying North Carolina. What what, picks what up happened, out all the time? What I mean is it a case by case or is there a common thread on those? Uh, why did they have the the Booms. growth the growth spurt that they did? Uh, in economic development, there was a huge debate of, um, bring the jobs and then the culture and the people will follow. And it's not that jobs are irrelevant, but the new generation of talent. So say the millennial generation or certain generation got to a point where, um, they were really picking the culture and the community and the city they yeah. wanted to live in first. Yeah. And then they were looking for a job. Uh, and that is really what changed. When my parents came here in nineteen in the nineteen seventies. It was it's not that it wasn't a discussion, but it was pack the car. This is where the paycheck is. We're going. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, you know, people our age are going. You know, the, you know the they're they're asking, is it going to be cool? Am I going to have a life? Does this share my values? Am I going to be proud to live there? Um, those are things. So what I see a lot of a lot of talent. And when I say you know young people, I'm really talking fifty and under going you know i want to live in portland and charlotte in columbus and denver and austin and all of those all of those types of places i mean uh and then they're gonna find then then they're gonna figure out the salary in in those pieces so i think it was that paradigm shift that the the community the culture and the community uh really became a much bigger factor in people's choices to to move uh, right now, we do have a huge opportunity in that those markets are just getting completely saturated. I mean, the traffic—they're going to sit there for hours. Uh, you know, as, as Jeanette said in the article, we have we had four people in a row for an hour and a half each way. Uh, would be it Denver, be it Austin, be it uh, be it be it Nashville. Um, so, St. Louis, we have all the amazing stuff. Is here. I mean, the, the, the amenities and the food and the parks and the museums, all that's incredible, the music. Um, but what, what I found missing is someone to do it with. And so I just asked, I sort of did a clarion call out to the local community. We can only kind of take so much in our office. And I just said, you know, if you're going to that concert and you look up in your circle of friends and all of you are from here. You know, check on the neighbor, check on the newcomer, check on the new guy in the cubicle next to you or the new gal and, and just say, you know, do you have anything to do this weekend? Would you like to come with us? Um, you know, fill one of those slots mm-hmm. at, the, at the barbecue with somebody. And um, I think that will really work. I used to think it was all getting all the transplants together and that would be enough. It wasn't. It's you really native. Yeah. It's really a replant, yeah. a few transplants, and then a lot of natives opening doors and that formula that formula works a lot better.
0: One of the things that's mentioned in the article in St. Louis magazine that we, uh, that we continue to cite uh, is the data point uh, by no means we digging into the weeds here, but that 70% of St. Louisans grew up here yeah. and it's usually the flip yeah. on, on yeah. the coasts. Um, and I always think, just kind of Doug Vaughn, one of my co-hosts, sure. says it's St. Louis is like the Roach Motel for media. You can right. come in, but you can never leave. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's right. also just the fact that a lot of people who grew up here, they stay here. Yeah. Um, I think there are positives and there are negatives to that. What's your analysis of that element, especially
1: for what you do? Yeah, I I I I think the St. Louisans know. I mean, they really know what a gem they have. Got a first tier market with first tier everything but you don't have the crowds and the lines. I mean, that's certainly why I came back. I just logistically, I find St. Louis to be amazing. You know, I I came back my, you know, the place I could rent a gorgeous hardwood floors. It was 1600 square feet. I could hit WashU with a tennis ball and the Ritz with another tennis ball. And, you know, and it was for what I was paying for one room, uh, in a market. You know, I'm a big guy. I need space. (laughs) I I liked a garage. I want to park. I want to, you know, (laughs) um, you know, I liked that stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that what um, the St. Louisans really, they do see it. The question is, um, do they want it to really, do they really want it to grow? Uh, that's really the thing to, to, to ask. And, and and I don't know if it's intentional or not, but uh, I really think that some of the people who are here maybe made a concerted effort so St. Louis does not become Chicago. Now, there's parts of St. Louis that I, I do want to keep the same. You know, people forget that that I'm a St. Louisan. Uh, I came here to not sit in traffic, but you still have an infrastructure that's ready for half a million more people at least. And what frustrates me, is see, so for, say for example in the in the culinary community, there are all these amazing rest, you know restaurants opening all the time, and all these neighborhoods that are coming up. But when one neighborhood has success, then another neighborhood gets quiet. Yeah,
0: it's cannibalized. It's cannibalized. When I had Mark Montavani, and when he ran yeah. the county executive, yeah. he cited that. He goes, "Yeah, think think about it. <coughs> we had the Landing. Now this, we're going back a while here. Right. Then we had Washington Avenue, and then when Ballpark Village right. sprung up, they moved. Yeah. It's not like they all develop and, at the same right. time. And you now you the, grove the is hopping. Right. And, but but which Central is great. West End's hurting. and now Central
1: West End's get you know getting right. quiet. Now down, downtown West is becoming a thing, and and you know so so how what we really need is a, is a is a critical mass and and folks like mark monavani and and you have other political organizations you know when they talk about the city and the county and the, and the and those types of scenarios i don't think st louisans st louisans are oftentimes really thinking about you know the snow plow and and the businesses and the services and who's going to, you know, XYZ, they're, they're thinking, they're thinking locally, but they really need to think about is what that image is from far away. And mm-hmm. that that is the factor. Um, we're all fighting over the little drops and we're not talking about turning the faucet on. And the faucet is that, that Google window, those metrics.
0: You know, James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency is my insurance agent. So this is a first-hand endorsement of James Carlton and his staff in Webster Groves. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. I think a lot of people just go, okay, well, I've got a guy, I've got a lady. I'm good. I don't really care to talk about insurance. It's something, you know, I'm 25, whatever, and that's fine. I understand. I used to think the same way. And then I go down to my basement on March 30th of 2019 and the basement's flooded and the world changes. It just so happens because my interactions with James have been so positive that my wife and I switched to James Carlton in late 2018. And I'm telling you, if we had not, the odyssey that has been a flooded basement throughout all of this precipitation in St. Louis would have been infinitely more difficult to navigate without somebody as active. And on top of it is James Carlton. His phone number is 314-961-4800. Or you can go online at carltoninsurance.net. And even now, he still checks in. You know, I mean, it's it's just a different ball game. And even before we had that, which, of course, was a substantial issue, um, you know, we weren't covered on, on something or I'd forgotten to make a payment. It wasn't like it was like some monster payment. It was a small payment. He's like, hey, just so you know, uh, you haven't made this payment. We want to make sure that's taken care of so you're covered. It's just... It's, it's just different. It's different in a much better way. And that's why, you know, if, if you ran into me at a, at a bar or restaurant and said, Hey, you know, and I have had it happen. Hey, Tim, who's that insurance agent? People email me. And I go, it's James Carlton here. Let me include him on the, on the email. And I know he's going to be on top of it. I don't think twice about it. It's not like, I'm like, Oh yeah, let me tell you about him. And then somebody actually wants to follow up. And I'm like, Oh God, I hope he does. Okay. The best, the absolute best. And you're talking about your biggest investments, so you want to make sure they're taken care of properly. James Carlton and his staff at Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency will certainly do that. 314 961 4800 or go online at CarltonInsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm.
1: I, I make a I make I have a good example. Uh well, I'll try, it's harder on the harder on the radio, but um you know the health and sanitation guide at a restaurant. Yeah. When you walk in and it'll say A right. or you know, would you go eat at a restaurant that had F on it? No. Right. B, B is going to be a problem. Right. B- B, right. Maybe you would if you knew the person <laughs> yeah, or what or, or what have you. And so that's really what we're dealing with. I mean, we're dealing with the fact that, um, you know, they're they're, they're 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 seeing something and they're not even they're not even walking in the door. Now, after they get there, they're very confused going, wow, this the food was clean. The drinks were cheap. The kitchen's amazing. The people are nice, but they're not even walking through that door. And so I'll have a CEO or somebody on a site selection committee come in and they'll go, "Listen, Anthony, you guys did a great job. I love the town. I love what you have to offer. I can't believe this museum. that park's unbelievable. Um, you know, the food was great. But now I have to go back to uh, I have to go back to, to Israel or to Germany or wherever to Bahrain and have 70 conversations with my team who are then are all going to have 70 conversations with their families yeah. to come to St. Louis. And it's just easier for me. To go to Research Triangle in North Carolina, you know, um, but ah, but wow. thank you. And we're talking about you know major, major, major jobs. We uh, you know where the average income will be, you know, eighty thousand dollars or more. And I think if most St. Louisans really understood that, if they saw what I saw every day, like I said, they'd be they'd be um, they'd be upset. I want to focus on
0: something that you said um, because I'm curious which direction you were taking it you said you think there may be some St. Louisans with a concerted effort to keep it the way it is. Are you making reference to kind of what you talked about in, in the article in St. Louis Magazine and that people love the fact that it's kind of this secret? Yeah. Or is it yeah. a perception that, because I, I have some friends who are from St. Louis who have moved, or yeah. like the perception of St. Louis is a an old money city yep. with a racial problem. Yep. And so the old money... Much of which is within like a mile and a half of where we're sitting right now
1: has zero interest in in seeing St. Louis progress. Right. Like anything, it's half and half. So there's a lot of the legacy community, I would call them, that are the most that are the biggest advocates that love what we do. I have yet to call any St. Louis and say, hey, I've got somebody in town. Can you help share? Can you do? I mean, what, what people do, what our hosts do going out of their way. I mean dropping everything to go make sure that The New Yorker has a, has a great time has been astounding. Um, so, that's great to hear. Yeah, so I, I, I don't want to most of them, but they have to be enrolled in the idea by you know by, by us. Uh, but um, they really have been wonderful. Having, having said that, I do think there's a component or a side of St. Louis in, in all sides of it and it's really in every community. It's not just necessarily in the old community or the or wealthy communities or whatnot. Each and every community, north, south, east, and west, has a has a very, uh, somewhat of an insular uh, mentality, which is which is you know a lot of what Missouri's mentality, which is the show me state. You know we're we're having the the out of towner and the newcomer audition for us. You have to show me why yeah. <laughs> why you should be here. Um, and that's there's parts of that that make St. Louis you know great, and then there's parts of it that really hurt St. Louis. Uh, so, so there's a way to hopefully, uh, enroll everybody in the idea of if you want your community to grow, um, these are the steps that you can take. If you want to keep it the same and you want to keep it small and you want to keep, you know, you want the, the Kreef Core Ambulance to be the one to come pick you up. I, I understand. Uh, I just, I just want, I just want everyone to, to know when they are looking at this issue, when they're looking at. Uh, city county, when they're looking at St. Louis's reputation, they really need to think about think about it more in terms of who's not here yet and who's coming versus, versus just who's already here. Mm-hmm. And that gets me to this, which isn't
0: necessarily what you do, but I would imagine you have an opinion on it. I have found, and I, I thought back to this when I was in school in, in the 1990s, that oftentimes, and I can think of my peers, some of the best and brightest native St. Louisans once yeah. they graduate from college, then go to back in with, with my peers would be completely. Chicago, Denver, uh, completely. Dallas, New York, L.A., whatever. Completely. Are you still seeing that to be the case? Yeah.
1: So and you I, went to George, was, I, Georgetown and then yeah. chose to come back. I was in high school in the 1990s. And that, you're right. It was exactly that. It was so cool to leave St. Louis. It really was. Um, I think the entire, I had entire class classes go up to Chicago or go to New York. Um, And I don't, I can't speak to whether that's changing, but there is no question that in St. Louis, the commodity is kids. Um, That's the other funny thing that people don't quite understand. It's not beer. It's not baseball, although those are amazing. It really is kids. I mean, the schools are unbelievable. You've got You know, most cities, you've got one or two public schools that are an option, public school districts. You know, here there's 20, and they're all phenomenal. Um, You know, then you've got 191 private schools on top of that. And then how do we sort of create a culture in Pittsburgh and, and, uh, you know, what are some some other good examples? Pittsburgh would be one. Cleveland would be one. In some cities that are smaller, Detroit now, it's actually cool to come back you know, come back to where you're needed and you're going to make an impact. Mm -hmm. So I, I give a lot of those locals that we grew up with a hard time. I'm like, wow, going to change hearts and minds in San Francisco and, you know, in the mission district, like go, go enjoy that bubble, dude. You know I mean? It's like where everyone is already sort of on the same page. And I'm like, well, you know, come back to where there's maybe, you know, some people want some, some resistance and, and, want to, and want to move the needle. I mean, you know, kids don't go to the Peace Corps to to move to Zurich, you know? So, so I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of like, do you want to see the ripple effect? Do you want to be appreciated? Do you want to just be a number? And, and I can sort of tell um, when I talk to even young people, some young people just want to experience what it's like. I want to be in a big city. I want to be a tiny fish in a huge pond. I want to be in Shanghai because it's just unknowable. I want to be in New York because it's just unknowable. Um, but then I can often tell the profile of somebody who's, who might really like St. Louis, and so they'll say... I I spend my life in traffic or going to and from work, you know, and that's the difference between seeing your kids at night or not. And I talk to people in New York all the time. I go, when was the last time you saw your kids? Monday through Friday. They go, I haven't seen my kids Monday through Friday. And I say, how old are they? Eight and 11. Mm. You know, would you like to? Yeah, that sounds pretty good, actually. Um, Well, come here. You know, in St. Louis, it's cool to be home by six. You know, in the other cities, that's not the culture. Yeah, unheard of. I mean, you know, some I was working with a law firm, and the candidate came back, and the, the lawyers were like sometimes we're here until seven thirty, and the, the lawyer goes, "If I came home before seven thirty <laughs> in New York, they would think I was fired." <laughs> um, but it was, you know, you know, come you, you kind of have the ability to do the other things that that interest you, and so um, I don't know. There's a piece to I don't I didn't want to come to a city that was already arrived. I you know Denver had Denver was happening New you know I, you want to be in Denver in, in 04 you want to be in in Nashville in 06, you want to be in New York in 2000 you want to be in Seattle in, in in you know 1998 yeah um, So I kind of want to be somewhere that hasn't popped and there's an argument to make that to to young people so they could say, well it's still segregated and it still has these issues and that's true And I think if you just acknowledge that, um, and just say, well, we'd love to, we'd love to have you come, come help change it. Certainly it's, it's not an intellectual exercise for everybody and, 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 and not to minimize, um, minimize those factors at all. But I have found a lot of very, very talented people, um, of all backgrounds, uh, come in and say, you know, St. Louis is where I'm needed right now, be it my, The art I make, the food I cook, the social, you know, the social justice I'm trying to bring, the political aspects I'm trying to bring, you're still in the game here. I I like that. I still think of St. Louis and Missouri as very purple. You know, um, a lot of times each year there's a new issue when somebody's coming. So it'll be we need to talk about race. We need to talk about uh, we need to talk about weather. One year it was um, one year it was Atomic Homeland was the number one the number one documentary yeah. on HBO. Yeah, so well we need to talk said, about yeah. that. Um, they all sort of have have an issue, um, and then now it's it's politics. You know, are they going to accept me? Um, and so they need an avenue with which to do that. And so I sort of say, well, um, you know, I kind of I kind of like being in the game here, where it's not a foregone conclusion. I don't know which way St. Louis is going to vote. You and I could go to a, you know, you and I could go grab drinks with eight people. I have no idea what everybody thinks. That is and true. I, and I think that there that is, what a you know, what, what Jeanette said in the article, that's a richer experience. Um, whereas in a lot of other markets, it's just, you know, one, they're spending so much time just trying to afford it and to be there and then and logistically get around. And then two, um, you know, they're all sort of seeing things in the same direction and, and that's why St. Louis is such a great incubator town. It's such a great, um, it's such a great place to kind of start and found a business. And that if if it works here, uh, whether it's Build A Bear or Panera or whatever it is, it just you know takes off, uh, takes off around the world. Final question: um, You made reference to Seattle
0: in '98, New York in 2000, yeah. Nashville in 2000, uh, Denver in 2004. Um, I have talked about on this show. Being bullish on St. Louis. Now, part of that is if you're just analyzing it as a stock, its value right now is a good time to buy. But Uh I also see conditions in which I think the stock is going to increase in value. And part of that is a recognition of problems. Some of those were forced upon people, even if they didn't like it, with Ferguson in 2014, Correct. with the Rams in 2015, 2016, the yep. now talking about the potential unification of the city and the county. People, when I used to talk about these things on the radio, would be like, what are you talking about? There are problems. And I'm like, God, I guess you just don't I, get a I chance know. to travel. But I now know. people know. And so if there is that recognition, even if it's a small sliver of the population wanting to see its improvement, I think we're in a better spot than we were
1: even five years ago, much less 10 years ago. So how yeah. do you analyze it? Yeah, I mean, and and, and make and an investment in a stock is a really good way to think of it. So I think of it not only as buy low, sell high, but what is your risk? So mm-hmm. they say you should try to buy something where you can make three times your risk. So if the stock is at 10 and it could potentially go to eight, um, then we want it to be able to go to 16. Yeah, nice. I do not know a city in America that fits that model better than this one. Period. There is no the upside potential that we have is tremendous. We're we're ready for three million more people. We're below the ice. We're above the hurricanes. We have great. We have we're one of the sunniest cities in in, in the country. We're one of the we have the mo- more water than any city in the world. We've got all of these pieces, and not to mention the businesses, the research, the 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 the, the money, all of it. Um, we we have all of these things there. So what other city has that where you can get in at this price? Um, St. Louis, it's interesting. It doesn't, ex- it doesn't completely, you know, turn into a huge bubble. It doesn't explode, but it also doesn't bust. Mm-hmm. St. Louisans are tight with their money, you know, and, and they're not cheap. They're, they're smart. That's why all the financial services are here. Why do I you mean, why do you think that's not an accident? <laughs> you know, they don't, they don't, they don't make all the money in the world, but they don't lose it either. Um, so, so what, so what this opportunity means is, you know, you have the opportunity for 3 million more people to really have that Seattle, Nashville, Denver pop. It hasn't happened yet, but it's also not going to completely nosedive like some of the Sunbelt States, like a lot of the things that happened in the real estate crisis Mm -hmm. in 2008. And so buy low, sell high, uh, where can you kind of make three times your risk, um, is really, I think. Uh, This is the best play, uh, best play in the country right now. You also have a factor of where, again, the other markets are just becoming so completely saturated uh, that St. Louis is and so expensive. Um, You know, the salt deductions now that can't be written off. We're sort of seeing all kinds of things where people are just getting just got a 10, 11 percent pay cut. Um, So they're coming to St. Louis where. Uh, if they just know about it and they just get here, they don't have to be on the coast to do that job anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and And then, if we can get that reputation out there, uh, and, um, you really you got you got a, you' got a great opportunity. Um, I don't I also don't I want to say people often sell St. Louis as cheap. It's not necessarily something to do. It, it is cheaper. I mean, this is one area where a young person can still own a home. You know and, and you go to california you're looking at 900 950 oh, san diego yeah. it's just not even a thing yeah. so you can have a life here uh, so that part is nice um but you know i do think rents have gone up a little bit um but no one wants to move somewhere just because it's cheap they want to move somewhere because it's vibrant it could grow and that um, at the very least they're not going to lose their money and um, Like I said, I think this is the formula for that.
0: Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Can't emphasize enough how important it is to have a, a financial advisor, but then it's not just any financial advisor. It's somebody who who knows but cares. Again, plenty of people can know but cares, and Mark Hanna helps everyday people every day get their finances organized. You can call him at 314-889-0503. That's 314-889-0503, or go online to evergreenstl.com. His name is Mark Hanna. He is with Evergreen Wealth Strategies. And I can tell you from getting to know Mark here over the last year that this is a first-class person who has your best interests at heart. And just calling him at 314-889-0503 is going to make you feel better and you're on the right track. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. Anthony, no I have enjoyed the hell out of this, and I I could have gone on for another hour with you, but we're we're yielding the studio to a tag team from the WWE. And while <laughs> you're while you're a big guy, I, love I don't think I have a chance. I love it. So love uh, it. you would be on that <laughs> on that fight on your own. But thank you so much for coming in. I've enjoyed the hell out of it. Thank you for the thought. I appreciate. it. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so there it is, Anthony Bartlett with us here this week on the Tim McErney Show. Thank you to Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies for presenting. it. Thank you ryan kelly the home loan for sponsoring the studios in which we talked it over and thank you to james carlton of the carlton state farm insurance agency 314-961-4800 online at carlton insurance.net if your insurance costs a leg and an arm call james carlton state farm my insurance agent who i recommend to you uh for sponsoring along with johnny Landoff chevrolet highway 270 in the washington elizabeth exit online at londoff.com chevy find new roads and design air heating and cooling designairservice.com, the number one train dealer in the midwest gangster pete I know you love these kinds of interviews. Yes, sir. Uh, maybe even oftentimes more than I do. But this one I really was looking forward to, and I, and as it turned out, I wound up enjoying it even more as we were conversing. Uh, anything that stood out to you more than something else over the course of those 30, 35 minutes with Anthony?
1: I just I love the I love my city, and I love that he's doing something to try to make it better, and so I really appreciate what he's doing, and I really enjoyed the questions that you asked, just listening to you guys chop it up. I thought
0: it was. Entertaining. I I, I I really liked it. Yeah, I, I I like where he's coming from, and I do I do I I really truly believe that St. Louis is is on the verge of a renaissance. Um, and I know it might seem hard to believe when you say it, um, but that's that 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 climate has to be in place in order for change to take place. Unfortunately, perhaps you have to hit the rock bottom in order for change to take place and I think that over the last few years that has happened I think if you would have talked to somebody 15 years ago or so in Nashville and said your city would have been in one of the biggest booms over the last five ten years in the United States maybe a Nashville native would have gone what in the hell are you talking about um, now I'm not necessarily sitting here saying expect st. Louis to have a Nashville rebirth but um, yeah when and especially I like the way he laid out all of the positives um, because so often there's a, a a self-loathing or defeatist attitude regarding St. Louis, but there there are so many great things um, about it, and I liked that part of the conversation as well.
1: I thought I, I thought it was really cool how he said that St. Louis is a good mix between New Orleans and Boston. I had never even heard of that or right. thought of that. I hadn't either, but when he said it, I was like, oh, I can see that. Yeah, there's
0: something to be said for that. There really is. I mean, it's like I talk about how much I love Jupiter, Florida, um, but so much of that just revolves around I hate the winter, and I, you know, I'm sure it annoys the hell out of people how much I talk about it, um, but it, oftentimes we'll have people, you know, whether it be people we know who are, whether it be with the Cardinals or, you know, significant others of the Cardinals or people associated with the Cardinals, whatever, and they're like, really, you love it down here this much? The, the St. Louis has, you know, neighborhoods and it has history. I mean, Jupiter, it's nice and everything, but, you know, there's really you know, there's, there's not, there's not that history. There's because it is, it's all, it's kind of, I mean, obviously it's been there for a while, but it's all growth and recent development. So it doesn't have that element. You go from St. Louis you go from neighborhood to neighborhood. And because so many of us live here and have grown up here, we just kind of take it for granted. I think what frustrates people in St. Louis, um, and I could be wrong on this, uh, is a perceived, although I think it's accurate, uh, so therefore it might be more reality, but I think a perceived lack of leadership and any time, not any time, but oftentimes when we have a chance to help ourselves and I would use the St. Louis County executive race recently as uh, as an example of that, uh, where it seemed like we had an incredible solution and the man loses to a guy who's now in jail with <laughs> monavani and Stinger. Uh, we miss the opportunity or, um, we focus on the negatives more than the positives. And I'm sure I'm guilty of that to an extent, but You know, for a number of people, whether it be the guys on TMA uh, with the cat being from New York, Doug working in his second TV job, I guess, after Rochester, Minnesota in Miami. Um, And I'm pretty confident, I can say with a great deal of confidence, actually, that if Doug wanted to, if the cat wanted to, and I know with my opportunities, we all could have left, but we do love it here. I mean, why do so many hockey players, for example, in particular, or, you know, there's plenty of people associated with the Cardinals as well, but certainly hockey players choose to stay here. Uh, there has to be a reason for that. So uh, I do think there are some, some great positives. And I really liked what Anthony spoke to highlighted that. But I think what frustrates some people, which I was getting into, is a void of a lack of leadership. And from my standpoint, when Anthony was saying, I'm like, man, if you were in a spot as whether it be St. Louis County executive or mayor, I think you're the kind of person who people would rally around, not saying that that's what he's interested in doing he has his own business but uh that you know to highlight some of that stuff and to to allow people across the region but in particular young people young people who live here grew up here and also people who are not here to go yeah you know what it might be this or that at this moment but I can see that it's moving in the right direction and I think when it gets down to it that's an intangible that a lot of people might not realize they want but if they feel like they're part of something that's going in the right direction as opposed to the wrong direction subliminally, it makes you have a, a, a perhaps a, a bit more of a positive approach to the way you're going about things. Um, but there is a great deal of pride here. And I liked him laying out some data and um, and the reasoning for uh, what he has experienced with businesses and or people wanting to move here, or wanting to move away here and what can be done about it. So I really enjoyed that conversation. It was kind of, kind of reminded me of the Dexter Fowler one in the sense that uh, I wanted to go longer, but I couldn't. Uh, In the case of the Dexter Fowler one, uh, I had Jim Edmonds wanting to go play golf. In the case of this one, I had Larry Nickel wanting to interview two WWE guys. Things happen. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. Anthony Bartlett, St. Louis Transplants. And if you want to read that article that I spoke about at the beginning, stlmag.com dated um, October 22nd, 2019, Jeanette Cooperman is the author Anthony's words in there. For Gangster Pete, for Iggy, for all of our sponsors, thank you for listening to another edition of the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network.
1: Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes.